Hello, and welcome to the Soulful Self-Development Podcast. I'm so glad you're here. My name is Hannah Summer. I'm a lover of all things self-care, personal development, and spirituality. I have created this podcast to help you grow into the most soulful version of yourself while creating more joy, magic, and purpose in your everyday life. If you're ready to live a life so full, then you, my friend, have come to the right place. Thank you so much for tuning in today, and now let's dive deep. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Soulful Self-Development Podcast. I am really excited about today's episode. I'm going to share with you guys all about my spiritual journey and how I have had many ups and downs, left and rights, and loop-de-loops along the way. I just want to raise awareness that it's not always a sunshine and rainbows as much as maybe some people might make it seem on social media. And there's a lot of talk in the space about positive vibes only and things like that. But let's be honest, it's just not realistic. And we need the lows because without the lows, we won't appreciate the highs. And the lows are just places where we can reflect and learn and grow from. And personally, in my own journey, I have had many different lows and highs along the way. And just learning to navigate them has also been a big part of my spiritual journey. So I just want to be super open with you guys and share a lot about my life and my journey and hopefully you guys can relate and if you ever have any questions and never hesitate to reach out and ask me I try to be as open and honest with you guys as I can and yeah let's dive in I just wanted to start out this conversation by talking about my childhood a little bit because I was very aware as a child I was quite in tune with things. I knew right away that it wasn't my first life. I always believed in reincarnation and always believed that there was more to just more to life and more to the universe, whatever, than just one life. And I also had a realization as quite a young child that this was going to be a very special, exciting life for me that I had some sort of big mission and I had spent many years trying to figure out what that meant for me and what that was going to be and now I finally feel confident in what that is going to look like for myself and I'm definitely on the right path towards having that be true and it really just helped me realize that I was so in tune with myself and spirituality at a really young age. I also had a mother that was very, very encouraging of us using our imaginations. My mom, like me, can also see the magic in life, so she was really good at encouraging that in us, and I really do appreciate that about her. We never had any kind of practices. I never learned to meditate as a kid or have any kind of going to church or any kind of practice like that we were just always very open about angels being real and things like that 
and my mom never killed our imagination. She was really good at that, always encouraging us to, well, see the magic, which I appreciate because that's one of my favorite parts about who I am now, and I hope that I can do that for my own children one day. But like pretty much everyone, I would say I definitely became disconnected from that part of myself once I was a teenager and this is really common because kids are naturally more attuned to energy and the world around them and spirits lots of kids will actually see spirits and things like that because we don't develop an ego until around the age of seven so for the first seven years of our lives we are basically just pure souls And then we develop an ego and our ego's job is to keep us alive and now because we live in a world where we are for the most part safe, our ego judges and it wants us to fit in. So we observe our environments and we see that when we do this we fit in better so we start adapting in order to avoid ridicule and we don't want to get picked on and we want to have friends and we want to be liked so our ego kind of takes over especially if we're not aware it's there and we don't know how to control it and this definitely happened for me I think it's really common in people I believe this is what happens for most people and I became super disconnected from that part of myself I was also bullied really bad when I was in junior high I actually ended up switching schools And that had such a negative effect on me for so many years. I had a lot of issues with self-doubt, with my self-image. I was very mean to myself and I made a lot of poor decisions because I was coming from a place of already hating myself. And it led me down this path of not knowing what it was that I truly wanted, not being connected to that part of myself. I definitely made a lot of decisions in order to please other people and not following what was best for me and I got myself to this point where I felt super lost. I had been in university for two separate things. First I went into school for nursing because I wanted to be a doctor and I wanted to take my bachelor of science in nursing as my undergraduate degree and I knew, I knew always that I wanted to help people heal people so I just assumed that meant being a doctor because that's how I knew growing up you would heal people and it wasn't long into my first semester of nursing school I just had such such an intuitive wave of this is not it so I switched what I went to school for to become a teacher to teach elementary school And I took about two years of my degree for that and also got to a point where I had this intuitive feeling of that wasn't what I wanted to do. And I love children so much. I've actually been told by many different people that my I will have a young audience. I am meant to help kids. I am meant to help young the young generation come into this new way of life that is going to be happening over the next 10 years and I'm very excited for that but I knew learning about 
all the politics and all the other things that are involved with being a teacher at a, a school, that that wasn't what I wanted to do and that wasn't how I was going to do it. And the craziest part is at this time in my life, I wasn't yet super spiritual. I wasn't back in touch with that. And now I am so glad that I listened to that feeling and made those decisions because I think I would be kind of miserable if I was a nurse or a doctor or maybe not a teacher but I think after a few years of teaching I probably would have been because I would have been very frustrated that I can't teach what I want to teach I have to teach what the government tells me to teach and I don't fully agree with everything they teach I personally want to homeschool my children one day when I have kids and I believe that the education system is going to be a lot better and I know that there are a lot of teachers out there that want to teach better than what is they are allowed to so I think that is definitely going to evolve but I just knew somehow that that wasn't the path for me and I got to this point in my life this was before I actually dropped out of school to be a teacher but this was my ultimate low and my ultimate turning point to what pushed me into spirituality and actually developing a practice I would call this my first spiritual awakening so my life was at an all-time low my parents were just getting divorced and which was for the best I knew that they were going to get divorced it was not a shock or any by any means but it was still change and it was still hard in its own ways and my younger sister still lived at home at the time so it definitely affected her more than it affected me or my older sister but it was still shocking and my mom had a boyfriend a new boyfriend very shortly after my parents got together or broke up sorry she had a new boyfriend very shortly after my parents told us that they were getting divorced I'm assumed they knew long before they told us that that's what was happening but for us who just found out this information and my mom already had a new boyfriend was a shock to the system and she was very occupied by that relationship that she wasn't being present for us and she was going through it so I don't blame her that's what she needed in that time but for us children at least me and my younger sister she was not necessarily being the best mother at the time and my older sister and I got into a fight and we ended up not talking to each other for two years it was very intense now we are good as can be and it's been a couple years since we've patched things up but at this time in my life of being at my lowest low that was also going on in my life and that was very heavy I wasn't really allowed to see her children and I just knew she had this bitter taste in her mouth about me and I was very upset about it because I didn't think what happened was very fair and our grandma died which was also very very hard on me me and my grandma had a very special relationship she was such a special person in my life and I knew that when she died it was going to be hard and I know that she was ready to go it was the selfish part of me that wanted to have more time with her but she was getting older she was in a wheelchair 
and she was such an independent lady. She loved to do things for herself. She was so stubborn in that way. She would still try to walk even though she wasn't supposed to because she just wanted to be able to do things for herself, and she couldn't, and I saw how hard that was on her, so I knew that it was her time to go, and she actually died on her and my grandpa's wedding anniversary. My grandpa died 27 years before her, so I just thought that was so absolutely special. I knew that he just came to her, grabbed her hand, and said, okay, let's go dancing, and took her away, and she actually died in the most peaceful way. She just ha fell asleep, had a little afternoon nap, and she never woke up again. I also was supposed to go see her the day that she died, and I didn't go, and I was so mad at myself for a long time. I felt very guilty about it, but the truth is there was a reason for that because if I did go, I actually would have found her, her dead body, and I think that would have been a little more traumatic, so I definitely had to let that go, but I held on to that for quite a few months after she died until my little sister actually did a reading on me and or she did these oracle cards that were called talking to heaven and there was one that said it's not your fault and I didn't blame myself for why she died but it was just because I felt so guilty about not going to see her that day and to top it off my I ended up having my little sister come live with me so I was in school full-time and working full-time and ended up having to take care of my younger sister who was 16 at the time and I was 19 and I had absolutely no financial help but my dad had moved away for work and my mom was preoccupied with her new boyfriend and our family was just fighting all the time and Grace was struggling and I could see that and I think my mom was struggling too much herself to be able to take care of my sister so I took her in and it was a lot of responsibility to have to feed her and shelter her and make sure she was okay especially because she did struggle with some mental health issues so I was always trying to watch her and be aware and there was a few days where I had to call and sick to work because I was a little scared to leave her alone and that was a lot being a 19 year old like most 19 year olds responsibilities are not raising a 16 year old and making sure that she's okay so I got to this point of all these things in my life adding up and being so heavy I was so heavy I felt like I had this big backpack on my shoulders that was so heavy and because at this point I wasn't into my spiritual journey yet this was just the turning point that made me decide that I wanted to do this for myself and it got to the point where I finally could put the backpack down and I felt so light and my practice started so small you guys it started with just buying a few crystals to help with depression and anxiety because I was so depressed that I was going to sleep every night crying and wishing that I would not wake up I never really wanted to kill myself I'm sure I had thoughts about it but I never took any actions towards it but I definitely 
got to a point where I was just so low. I would just lay there. It was so hard for me to get out of bed. I rarely went to school. I got a notice that I would get kicked out if I missed any more classes because I was missing so many classes at university and I was just so upset all the time. I was just getting drunk all the time, smoking a lot of weed, doing all these things that were not good for me. And one day I finally said enough is enough. So it started very small. I bought myself some crystals. I bought some sage. I started to burn sage and clear energy. And I learned that I was an empath. And that was one of the one of the best things that ever happened to me because it made me feel not crazy. Because although I had all this stuff going on in my life, I felt all these emotions. And I'm genuinely always been a pretty happy person. So feeling depressed and sad all the time was just so abnormal to me. And when I found that also, when I found out that I was carrying all, not only was I carrying my own crap, but I was picking up on everybody else's energies around me, not just within my family and all the chaos going on, but also I was a waitress. I was around people every day and people have all kinds of energy and I would get to the point of being at work and being so overwhelmed that I would just start bawling. And this really taught me that I was an empath. So I started to bring my sage to work and clear my energies if I interacted with somebody that left me feeling not like myself. I started meditating at night. I would meditate before I went to bed, just listening to some meditative music and practicing my breaths. And... That is how my practice started. That was my spiritual awakening. And it took me probably a year and a bit of doing that kind of practice before I had what I call my second spiritual awakening. And that all, because that had made such a difference in my life, just those few small steps, I kind of stayed there for a while and kind of didn't really deepen my practice until it was the year of COVID. COVID was very hard on me. I have an Aquarius moon, so I feel the emotions of the collective. So having that something that tore the world apart, that divided people and made us all hate each other and shame each other and judge each other was so hard. I got so overwhelmed all the time and actually at the time I didn't know I had an Aquarius moon I didn't even know what that was but I had the second spiritual awakening where I dove down the rabbit holes of spirituality I listened to every podcast ever and I listened read so many books I read so many articles whatever you can find on the internet about it I was reading it I spent so much time a whole entire summer and I deepen my practice even more. I had a dream journal that I was keeping track of my dreams. I would wake up, write down what happened in my dream, and then I would look up what the theme was of my dream and what that message was saying back to me. And it was insane, you guys, how accurate it was. The dream, I would have a totally random dream and look it up and it would be absolutely, absolutely related to what was happening in my life. And I had this realization of letting go 
and not holding on to all that I was feeling about being bullied when I was younger because that had weighed down on me for so long. I had such a negative self-image because I was bullied and I just had a realization one day like why did I choose to believe what people said about me? These people didn't know me. These people didn't know anything about my life. They were just jealous. They were miserable in their own lives. They had shit going on in their own lives and they wanted to take it out on me. So I had this big aha moment and just lifted a big weight off my shoulders and I had gotten oracle cards that I was learning to do and I signed up to do my mediumship course and this was a super deep dive into spirituality because I actually learned how to communicate with spirit and just totally solidified everything that I believed in and I had so many crazy experiences so I'll tell you a couple of experiences that I had in my doing my mediumship that were just absolutely crazy mind-blowing and fully made me believe all this stuff uh so for one this actually goes back and in the future as well so I, when I started writing down my dreams, I had this day where I decided that I wanted to manifest discovering my sexuality. At this point in my life, I had never really had good sex. I had never been with somebody that I felt comfortable enough with to explore, try new things, even really talk about what I wanted, and I always fantasized about that, so I decided that was something that I wanted to do for myself. So I wrote it down on a piece of paper saying that this was an intention of something I wanted to learn. Literally the next night I had a dream, and I honestly don't remember what happened in the dream. I could find my journal, but this dream was totally random, and when I looked it up, it had two meanings, and both of them had something to do with sexuality, but for the most part, the extent of it was like tapping into your sexuality or learning about sexuality. And I said, no way. And so I was blown away. Then when I did my mediumship, so this was only a couple months later, we got to connect with our spirit guides and meet them. And so I called for this spirit guide that was with me and this super hot dude showed up. Like, you guys, he was so hot. He had blonde hair and he was ripped and I said to my teacher, I think he is a stripper. I think my spirit guide is a stripper and she said, no, he's a sex therapist and I laughed so hard. What are the odds that my spirit guide that I called forward was a sex therapist after setting the intention that I wanted to be in tune in touch with my sexuality and explore that side of myself? Well, Go figure, because the universe is cool. Then, only a few months after that, I manifested myself a boyfriend. And this boyfriend was um, a sex god. I don't know if I can say that, but he was. And I had never been so comfortable with somebody before. We explored each other so much, and he taught me so much, not just about sex but about myself and what I like and to be able I got to the point where I didn't feel shame anymore about it because being a girl 
girls are so shamed for sexuality we are called sluts and whores and made to feel gross and dirty about it and i made a lot of poor decisions because i hated myself and i felt so disgusting for decisions i made and i feel like when i had sex i didn't let myself enjoy it because i was feeling all these negative emotions around it so when i did a lot of work with that and cleared that and i had somebody that made me feel comfortable in my own body and was so supportive of me i just ended up having the most crazy experiences with it because i was allowing myself to feel pleasure i was allowing myself to enjoy the situation and this is all thanks to victor because victor definitely guided me there he gave me sent my now ex-boyfriend to me to help me learn that part of myself and i know that i absolutely needed to have that confidence in myself before i manifest my future husband and that is just how magical the universe is the next experience i had with my mediumship that was really mind-blowing and life-changing for me was meeting my highest self we did this meditation that called forward our highest selves and our teacher told us to be super open-minded to whatever shows up because anything can show up and you don't want to shut it down i honestly had no idea what to expect so i was pretty open-minded going into it so i did this meditation and this angel showed up she had big white wings and really long blonde hair and she was so big and powerful and I just saw her and I cried and then I came out of meditation and I really doubted it. I thought to myself, this can't be true. This can't be real. I must be mistaking. I'm going to do it again. So I did it again and the same being presented herself. I've done it many times since then and she still presents herself to me and she is so beautiful And I wanted to deny it because I thought that because my highest self was an angel that I, it was because maybe I thought I was better than or something, which was never the case. My ego has always made me feel small, not big. So I don't know why I just felt that it wasn't true the first time I saw her. But now I know for sure that it's so true because I have a really special soul and I just assumed that everybody was like me. I used to think that everybody thought like me, that everybody just wanted love and I am not a malicious person. I have never done something with the intent of hurting somebody. I know that my actions have hurt people, but I've never done something to hurt somebody on purpose. That's just not who I am and that would if that I would just feel so guilty to the point of probably vomiting everywhere if I ever did something like that and I know I'm not perfect I'm human and I'm learning too but I also because I've always believed that I'm here for a special mission to help make this world a better place knowing that my soul is an angel makes so much sense to me because I am very intuitive and very wise and I know I've lived many lives before this and I've just always had that realization and knowing inside of me that it was so special and I got super into my spiritual practice. I was meditating for hours a day 
not four hours a day, but <laughs> for multiple hours in a day sometimes. And I was doing so many different things. And then I got to a point where I kind of stopped because I was in a new relationship and I was so focused on this relationship and learning about my sexuality and all that came with it. And I was so in love and I kind of just really let my practice go. And I'm not talking my ex-boyfriend at all because I love him so much and I always will in a special way. And he taught me so many things that I needed to know. But he wasn't spiritual and he couldn't support me in that way. And I think I almost felt embarrassed about it because I know so many people don't believe in it. And I feel like some people look at me like I'm crazy when I talk about things. And it took me a long time to get over that. And then having my partner be one of them was really hard. And instead of knowing right away that that was something I couldn't handle, I let it slip and slip and slip and slip until I got to the point of saying I can't do this anymore because I need somebody to be able to support me in that way. And he was so awesome in so many ways. He just didn't understand that part of me and that's my favorite part of who I am. And he always said that he loved that part of me too. But it's hard to really feel like I can show that side of myself when I felt like every time I'd say something, he'd look at me like a crazy person. And there was a few comments made throughout the relationship that just made me shut down inside. And this was another really low in my life. I started feeling depressed again. It wasn't to the point that it had been the first time before I found spirituality, but I was definitely at a low. I felt like I lost my sparkle. I just wasn't sparkling and I let it slide for too long for sure but I did decide to put myself first and put my foot down and I broke up with him and I moved on and we're on good terms now but I he taught me that I need that in my life that it's so important to me at one point in our relationship I actually went to Reiki and which, if you don't know what that is, it's energy healing. And my practitioner was do doing Reiki on me. And she asked me when the last time I cut my cores was. And I said, honestly, I don't remember. And she told me that I was absolutely so wrapped up in energy. And I could see it. It was as if I was absolutely tied up in vines. And I couldn't move. And I felt that in my everyday life I felt so st almost strangulated and it was not a good feeling so she helped me cut on my cords and then I literally felt like I was floating I felt my energy be big and glowing again and it didn't stay like that for very long and this was still months before I broke up with him but that feeling of realizing what I felt like when I didn't cut my cords and then feeling how I felt after that experience of her helping me cut them and just feeling myself float. It was a really, I was a wake up call to realize that I need to be doing that for myself. doesn't matter if my boyfriend believes in it or not. He never told me I couldn't do anything. It was me being ashamed of or scared of this part of myself 
not wanting to be ridiculed for it, especially by the people I love the most. And so I just realized that I need to do that for myself. Because if I don't, then I feel this heaviness. I feel this depression. And I just choose to not want that in my life. I don't want that in my life. I don't want to wake up and feel sad. I don't want to wake up and feel like shit. I want to wake up and be sparkling and glowing and create some magic and live, sing and dance and do all the things. And yes, maybe that sounds like a fairy tale, but that is what I want. And so after I broke up with him, I got back into my routine of meditating every day and my spiritual journey has been at another high now I'm on the way up anyway and really committing to this as my career starting this podcast has been so important to me because I have felt called to do this for probably two years now and I had been procrastinating and I finally just said you know what Hannah you need to do it and it's I love recording podcasts. Just being able to sit here and talk and get all of this information off of my chest, I feel so fortunate. And I love that I have an audience that wants to listen to me. And I hope that I can help people along the way. That is literally my dream come true. And I've been working really hard recently on building a course. I want to teach all about what I've learned on my journey in the last five years and just different ways to help people on their spiritual journey so that when they have these lows like I did, they can better help navigate them and to know that they're not alone and help create a community of people that are on the same path is my ultimate dream. And I know I'm well on the way there and I'm excited. I have such a clear vision for what is coming for me in my life and my journey and my career and... One last thing I want to talk about, though, before I say goodbye, that was a very big thing for me on my spiritual journey is doing ayahuasca, and I will do a whole episode about my experience with ayahuasca one day because a lot has happened. A lot happened. I've done it twice. I've done two ceremonies, so I've drank six times. If you don't know what ayahuasca is, it is a plant medicine, and. I went to a retreat and it is led by a shaman and it is a very super spiritual experience and it was absolutely life-changing. I can't wait to go back again and it's really inspired me to be this even better version of myself. I felt the most love and support from the universe. It was like the universe hugged me and just said, you can do it. It really helped me let go of my fear of being seen. I had this fear that I didn't, I always felt like I could just blend into the background, and that I didn't need to be seen, and now knowing that it is my purpose and my career to have, be in the public eye, and have a voice, and be in front of people, I had this fear and it was really holding me back from wanting to do social media, wanting to do a podcast and all those things. And I let go of this fear. I literally puked it out and it was just so freeing for me. And the second time I went, I just had the utmost gratitude 
but how lucky am I to have such a beautiful life? How lucky am I to be alive right now, to be who I am, to have such a connection with the spirit world, to be so wise at such a young age? I have people tell me that all the time and I truly am just so grateful fact that I have all this knowledge and I'm only 24 I can't wait to see what I can do and what else I will learn in my life as I get older and I met this guy who is <laughs> like the coolest person I have ever met his name is Eddie and he's an older dude and he had a vision of me when we were both at the same retreat and he told me that I'm going to help a lot of people and it was very special to hear that coming from him because I've always felt that way and just to have it validated from an external source. And we didn't, I didn't even tell him that I felt that way. He just told me that. And he read my aura. I have always wanted to know what color my aura was. And I was right from what I assumed. I have, my aura is a little bit yellow, but it's mostly white. And white is purity and being spiritually connected and he said I have a light that goes from the top of my head and reaches up and I have two white lights that come out of my eyes and I think that is just my connection to the divine as well as me just seeing everything with pure love I just love love and I just want this world to all love each other and don't get me wrong, I'm only human. I feel all emotions and my ego likes to judge people. But when I am my purest version of myself, I am love. And knowing that about myself and confirming that about myself and letting myself know that's true about myself, I just, nobody can say anything to me that is going to make me doubt who I am or how I feel about myself anymore because I've just gotten to this place of feeling so secure in who I am and I've had all these experiences to confirm how I feel that I don't feel crazy when I think this way about myself or when I see that my highest self is an angel like if that was to happen to me today I would be I would say absolutely that's absolutely right I don't even doubt that because that's exactly who I am and so my one more thing though that I wanted to share about my journey is that I absolutely have now I have cut out drinking all alcohol and also smoking weed and those two things have been super beneficial to me. If it's something that you feel called to do, I absolutely support it because alcohol is literally a soul killer. It is so bad for you and I probably for the last two years I haven't really drinking much but it was always a social thing. I felt so pressured to drink because everybody else drank. And I feel like people look at you strange if you don't want to drink, which is sad that it's just so normal because it's such a toxic thing to do to your body and your mind and your soul. And I drank this summer. My A friend of mine got married and I was pretty hammered and I couldn't move literally until four o'clock the next day and I said I will never do this to myself again. Since then I've had maybe a couple beverages here or there and ever since New Year's 
uh, the last time I had a drink was I had a cooler or two at a family Christmas and I said why did I do this myself now I have a headache and I didn't need to do that and it was very unnecessary so as of 2024 I am never drinking alcohol again I actually was out a couple weekends ago and I made a drink for a friend and I had a sip and my body rejected it. I almost threw up just from taste testing the drink I made. So I know for sure it is something I'm absolutely going to do without. And same with smoking weed. It was actually something that my shaman said to me when I was at my last retreat and it just clicked in my brain and ever since then I have not wanted to smoke it and I now hate the smell. I used to think I needed it to help me sleep, to help me relax. It would just be such a habit. That's just what I would do when I got home from work and it was making me such a lazy person and it was making me be not who I needed to be and I finally quit and I feel so amazing and I also have no desire to do that again. So I will never be smoking weed again either. So that's been a next another big step in my spiritual journey because I because it's so normalized in society and it's so I feel as if we are encouraged to do that in social settings as if we're not allowed to have fun around peers unless we are participating in some kind of substance which I think is absolutely so sad but I decided that I don't want to do that if I can't do something and have fun being sober then like what is wrong with life why can't we all just hang out like when we were kids and play all day long and have so much fun we didn't need a beer we didn't need to smoke a joint to let loose we just had fun and I and back to that point connecting with my inner child and just letting myself be silly and have fun even though I'm not three drinks deep or whatever the case so this has really been my spiritual journey the highs and lows and all over the place I hope that you guys enjoyed this episode it's a little bit of a longer episode if you guys have any questions feel free to reach out if you want to talk to somebody about the journey you're on, maybe want advice or just someone to listen to you, please always feel free to reach out. I absolutely love talking about this stuff and I want you to know that you're not alone and I've probably been there too. So yeah, thank you so much for listening. I love you guys so much. Thank you for supporting me and the podcast. You guys are amazing and I will see you next week. Bye! Thank you so much for tuning in today and making soulful self-development possible. I am grateful for each and every one of you. If you enjoyed the show today, make sure you rate, review, and subscribe. Stay tuned for new episodes coming out every Wednesday. You can connect with me on social media at soulful.self.development. I would absolutely love to hear from you. You guys make my heart so full. See you next time.